0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. My name's Preston. Reporting once again, live from the trap house. The one and only. How are you doing today, Preston? I'm vibing. Vibing? It's been a chill
1: day. How is your holiday?
0: Decent. Honestly. Did what's you have not, ten Thanksgivings? I had three whole plates. That's too much. See? It hurt. It hurt. Here's what's fucking whack about Thanksgiving. I was taking grieving
1: time in between like basically my last plate, I was literally like alright, I gotta wait like 30 minutes
0: at least before I can have some dessert. Your family at Thanksgiving sees you in physical pain, sitting down. Unbuttoned pants and everything. Fucking spilling out, looking like a fat fuck. And they're like Are you sure you don't want to keep eating until your (laughs) stomach explodes? Are you sure that you had enough enough with four
1: full plates of food? It's really that I paced it wrong. I had two plates at my grandma's, but it was just, it was too fucking good that I, like, couldn't help myself. And then she she surprised me, because I was already expecting her pumpkin cookies that just smack. Mm -hmm. Because they're just, they're cakey, and they have brown sugar icing on top, so it's just straight smacking and they're bite-sized too so it's just easy to keep that, popping that makes them more dangerous it's so fucking dangerous but then she also pulled up with the Costco pumpkin pie cheesecake
0: eee.
1: it's literally like a pumpkin pie layer with a layer of like pumpkin pie flavored cheesecake on top it was so rich I, I had one slice and I was like I literally it was one of those like I didn't even get up from the table in between the meal and dessert. I literally was just like sitting at the table just digesting because I had two whole plates. So my stomach was just like popping out a little bit. I was wearing a sweater, and I was just like, I just need a minute. Like, this food's just sitting so heavy on me right now. I just need a minute. And it's my last crazy. plate did me over. It's crazy how many desserts
0: that you have at Thanksgiving, yeah. too.
1: Cause like, Well, and then I was also having some beers that my uncle got. They're, uh, they're belt and triple, so they're like, 9% feeling, ABV, feeling. but they're also delicious. Like, it's it's nice and spiced, but it's also super foamy. And I think that's why it's filling. Like, if, maybe if I had poured it into a glass and got yeah. rid of some of that excess carbonation. For sure. But I only downed, like, one and a half. I, I actually didn't even touch dessert while we were over there. They basically, my mom made a cake, and then they got, they catered, like, all the sides and stuff for Thanksgiving to make it easier. We got two pumpkin pies with that i just took a whole fucking pumpkin pie home with me mm-hmm. we had to stop by uh, nikki's family to say hi real quick on the way home and it was already like almost eight o'clock mm-hmm. so i just grabbed a pie took that shit home with me i was like you got a whole other pie and a whole cake mm-hmm. it'll be fine and i just was smacking on that like with my thanksgiving leftovers i'm making a uh, turkey soup tonight with my leftovers Nice. It's going to be delicious. because I still have fucking broths. turkey.
0: So and, and I'm at the point where I'm getting that kind of leftovers burnout where it's I just, like I, I can't the last eat plate at my house I can't eat turkey totally. every meal of every day. Totally. I mean, I mean physically Dude, I can with how much turkey that I have but you're it's right. just a no. This is actually making me think about it. I haven't been like hungry
1: in the mornings recently and for a while I've I've been trying to eat like three meals a day to, to bulk. That's good. And I I've gotten to the point where some mornings I wake up and I am hungry and I will have like at least eggs and toast for breakfast. Nice. But for the past few days, I've had like no appetite in the morning. I've just been sipping on my coffee until like noon and then I'll finally have an appetite. Coffee I think can it might just that. be I usually don't even feel that way off my coffee intake.
0: I mean, caffeine does kind I, of, uh, I I'm don't to the, point the science where behind it. Maybe but. the fucking like overeating on
1: Thanksgiving, my body's just like, let's chill out for a second, bro.
0: I mean,
1: I literally took yeah. a ginger pill after f- my three plates on Thanksgiving. I was like, I need something to help this process. That's this me. is going to fuck me up. I survived so, though.
0: So here's a question that I'm going to ask about Thanksgiving. We'll get it a, a first topic which is thanksgiving related okay so phil says this to me yesterday (laughs) so i heard that you like ketchup with your turkey do you is that so fucking weird kind of fucking fucking weird it's kind of fucking weird my guy i don't understand why (laughs) it's weird i i didn't Uh, realize until he said that that i was your family do that I don't think that they do. I don't even know. See, I I think I think normal
1: people just drown. My half my plate is covered in gravy. I got my mashed potatoes. I got my stuffing, and I got my turkey. All three of those are just
0: getting covered
1: in fucking gravy.
0: See, I think that's weirder than ketchup. I think it's kind of nasty. Also, honestly, ideally the turkey's not
1: dry enough that you need, you know, ketchup or gravy necessarily. But for me, the gravy is like basically thickened turkey like broth yeah so it, it kind of just makes sense to just put it on yeah. there and the stuffing doesn't really need gravy but it's just, just kind of like it's another carb similar flavor it's already
0: got stock and yeah. i'm just like fuck it gravy all over that half the plate yeah i get that that's a more common thing than mm-hmm. what i do i'm not saying it's weird from that perspective i'm saying it's weird what, you just consume that much that turkey is like a drier chicken. <laughs> it depends. And you do catch it with chicken. And so I was doing that at a pretty young age. Fair enough, fair enough. What'd your spread look like? Was it, uh... I just, uh, load up on some yeah. of the regular shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing about having multiple Thanksgiving's like I had. You yeah. get burnout on... So... This is the Thanksgiving-related topic. PETA tweeted this out on oh Thanksgiving, God, and course. I thought it was too awesome to not talk about. So so PETA captions this picture, We're lucky turkeys would never do this to us. You don't have to do it to them either. And it's a bunch of turkeys around a table eating uh, baked human. Mm. a a human at the table first of all that would never happen because (laughs) because turkeys can't turkeys don't have thumbs first off and you don't have straight up
1: human bodies in that that's fucking
0: gross do you know what the best thing of elon musk era of twitter has been Hmm. the addition of community notes I don't know if they did it before him, but they definitely ramped it up. Basically, when someone posts some bullshit, there's a community note under it kind of explaining it. And so the reader's added context says, turkeys are not vegetarians. Turkeys eat mice, lizards, frogs, and just about anything they can put in their mouth. If turkeys were larger or had the technological means to farm or eat humans, their current diet reveals that they likely would. Literally. It's just one of those where it's like,
1: you clearly fundamentally don't understand nature if you really think, you know, it's unnatural to eat meat. That's Mm -hmm. where a lot of vegans come off, really, is like clearly your body's not designed to eat meat. You have all these molars for chewing up fiber. It's like, okay, but we also have canines. We also, you know, with a proper lifestyle, there should be minimal detrimental effect of eating. Red meat's probably the worst for you, but it doesn't mean that we can't eat it, you know? Yeah. And it's more so about, like, I agree with them on a lot of the, like, infrastructure of the industrialization of agriculture. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. anti-pesticides, and I'm anti You know, abuse of animals, basically. But Mm. also, if something's food, it's food. Mm. And if we're animals, which we are, it's just naturally eat what we are able to eat, just like any other animal on the fucking planet does. And it doesn't make it malicious. Just because a wolf eats a deer doesn't mean that it fucking like hates the hates the deer. Yeah, It's it's what the wolf does. It's just what the wolf does.
0: And I can eat cow, and that's just what I do. So when when I you can eat turkey. When you asked me how did how was the game, I had to ask you which game because I went to two games this weekend and one of them was a horrible disappointment and ruined my life. Totally. So I was watching it at work. We've kind of chronicled the season for a little football, the Cinderella run that they've kind of been on. Uh Final record for the regular season is 10-2. and two. Mm-hmm. And if you asked me if that would be good enough for the first year, I think everyone says yes, absolutely, right. fuck yeah. But at the beginning of the year, when this new coach was hired, no one was saying that we would win all these games. No one was saying that we'd beat Notre Dame. No one was saying that we were finally going to go to the ACC championship, we were saying that we'd finally be able to beat Kentucky Mm -hmm. and win back the state and show that we're not constantly the little brother of everything. We could not do that on Saturday. I guess not this year. And this is why I want to kill myself. (laughs) So for four and a half years, I've been a student at University of Louisville and it it's been painful from a sports perspective this this university that has historically had pretty damn good sports programs like Lamar Jackson was just a couple of years before I got here mm-hmm. uh the national championship in basketball was just a few years before I got here uh you know 7 6 yeah 6 years that's that's a lot of time But not a lot if you think of, like, the grand scheme of things. You don't usually think of a program that had a national championship six years ago and think, oh, well, they're just fucking shit now. Mm -hmm. They just can barely beat anybody now. So I've gotten the real short end of the stick. And you know how many times Louisville has beaten Kentucky at either of those sports? In what? In my entire four-and-a-half-year span of being a student? What, like once? Once. Yeah. Once for the entire time that I have been a student has Louisville not been a little bitch. And that win was close. And that win was against the worst historical Kentucky basketball team ever. And we still just barely inched it out. Which is fine. A win's a win. But that was in fucking 2020, and it's 2023 now, and I have nothing. Mm -hmm. We have absolutely fucking nothing. It's crazy because it was such a close game. So close. Back and forth, but we just kept making bonehead mistakes. A little bit like the Pittsburgh game that we lost earlier in the year, which was the only other loss we had on the year. But that was easy, more easily explained as just us shooting ourselves in the foot. You yeah. know, We turned the ball over a bunch. We got a bunch of penalties. The weather was shitty. We had some bad injury luck. So our best players weren't really playing yeah. like that. It was literally the perfect storm. And I think as a fan base, we were like, okay, let's move on from this. Yeah. This time was just fucked because there, there were like two penalties called in the entire game. We just didn't do enough to win. I remember in a couple months ago, Louisville was 5 and 0 and Kentucky was 5 and 0, and I was in my financial derivatives class and my professor was talking about it and he was like, "What are the odds that Louisville and Kentucky are both undefeated after this weekend?" Mm. And I was like, there is a 0% chance that happened." Right next to me, you know who sits right next to me? This one guy who's on the offensive line at Louisville. And he looks at me like, <laughs> are you fucking serious, man? And he's like, you don't think Louisville's going to win? I was like, that is not what I said. Kentucky has a 0% chance of beating Georgia this weekend. And we have a 100% chance of beating Notre Dame. And I feel like my confidence carried through him into the locker room. And I take personal responsibility for that win. You're welcome, you guys. You're welcome. That's something I will not be able to do after (laughs) this semester. So, after that, you know how many more wins that Kentucky had after that? Were they even ranked? No. That's oh my god. Cuz that's why we were talking about it. That makes it, like, it so much fucking worse, dude. Cuz we were a top 10 team. Yeah. we were a top 10 team that still had a chance of So how many games hmm. had they had they won so far? So they were 5 and 0 oh at that point and we were 5 and 0 oh at that point. Yeah. And since then and before this weekend, they had won one additional game to that cuz it's not even like they were playing all world beaters. They lost to some shitty ass teams, yeah. too. They lost to South Carolina. They was lost it to. here at the stadium? Uh huh. That's even worse.
1: Fucking home game, unranked fucking team, our fucking rivals? That's.
0: uh. And it was a sold out stadium, too. Yeah, it was, no, dude. It th- was an you, all time you, you record. You're putting it up on your story. It was fat as fuck. Yeah, it was. And no, red. Th- Everywhere, yeah, you know, as it should be. I went to the Louisville, Kentucky game in twenty one. Dude, if they had won,
1: can you imagine what the energy would have been like? It would have been stadium? awesome. Dude, it would have been storm awesome. In the fucking field.
0: It would have been a party into the wee hours of the night. It would have and, been a party all over town. Bro. And and instead, I went home and cried no, it's and felt funny. sorry for myself and I did nothing. I got to
1: work in like the last quarter of the game and my co coworker was just hanging it was Joe Ball. Mm-hmm. He was hanging around for the last like bit of just the game. to see because before he headed out and he was like cuz once it was like right before we got tied up actually that mm-hmm. we left and he was like it's not looking good. I'm 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 hoping, but right now I'm I am he was like preparing himself for bad vibes at yeah. the bar he was going to later he was like if 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 we lose this is bad for us like as a city he was saying yeah. bad for the vibes mm. it
0: and was it was wild it got it tied was.
1: up at the last second I fucking hold it if it had gone into overtime and we had won wild
0: like I said, for the like the entire game, I held out hope. I held I out faith. It's so hard when it's a close game like that. Though. Yeah, like it's it's really easy
1: to keep tricking yourself into yeah. being like they can hold this position. They can hold this yeah. position.
0: And at, at the end of the first half, it's like okay, we're not playing our best Mm-mm. shit. We're up right now, but not as up as we should be. Yeah, we'll just have to come out of the second half and play like we have some balls. And I think that worst play of the game was there was a kick return where we kicked off and Kentucky got it, and then they just took it like 70-something yards to get a touchdown. And no one even touched them. No one even touched them. And props to Jeff Robb for this at least. He was like, that was ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure he just tore them a new one in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. And now, we are in the perfect nightmare scenario where we are playing in the ACC championship on Saturday night, and Florida State does not have their starting quarterback. Jordan Travis is out for the season. Mm. And if we win that game, it's like, well, you were supposed to win that game, and also, Kentucky still beat you, so mm-hmm. they're just the best team in the ACC. Mm-hmm. And if we lose, we lose to an undefeated team without their quarterback, and we look even worse. Yeah. So, we've literally put ourselves in a lose-lose situation right now. And I don't like it at all. The vibes are wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: Were you having a full breakdown at the, at the game? A full, my rage knows no bounds! Just straight I, unhinged.
0: I was I was screaming. Or rather but, solemn. But yeah. At, at the end I was just you Defeated
1: know with the team as well.
0: Yeah, I almost didn't even have words. Yeah. I almost no straight have up. words. I can't believe they got it tied up
1: in like the last what like five minutes or some shit. Sure. Literally.
0: And I lost my fucking AirPods case of that game. It was just That's, a it was a bad day. That's fucking bull. It was a bad day, man. Alright. Music time. Clean the vibes with with a good song. That's what musical intermission's for. You know, sometimes we can talk about something, you know, fucked up and serious and sad in the first part. You can
1: That was Be Thankful for What You Got by William Devon. Such an appropriate choice
0: after Thanksgiving.
1: I know, right? Crazy. It's just, I really can't stop listening to this song. Would
0: have made more sense for the Thanksgiving. It's super catchy. So, I'm gonna guess that that's a newer song. Not at all. Because it sounds, I thought it was gonna be almost a pump fake, like... The one that I showed you last week, where yeah. it sounds super old school, yeah. but it's it has actually has a classic not. feel. But no, it definitely sounds like some seventies sort of shit. Totally. Um, but him talking about the gangsta lean, yeah, that kind of made me think it might have been felt newer. more modern, mm-hmm. even though you know, gangsta's been a term for a thousand yeah. years. Just might not have been used in R&B as much. Yeah, recently. or that sort of context. Do you know when it did come out? I'm just out of curiosity. Uh
1: This, I think, was like 1974, but this, this is a remix, so it's maybe a little... Yeah, this is a 1974 soul hit, but this yeah. album says 1980. Um, so and that's a remix. Devon? So this is William Devon, I and this seems that. to be like his hit hit song. Um there is a single that came out recently by him. And then we got some like older stuff that got released later on a 2017 album.
0: I think that Lupe Fiasco might have sampled that.
1: That sounds totally believable. Like that's that's sort of it's interesting because, like, I like that I listen to stuff like this when I'm not listening to hip-hop because <laughs> this is where a lot of people who write hip-hop yeah. are drawing influence, influence from. Influence, for sure. And so I'll definitely hear stuff and I'm like, this sounds really
0: familiar. And then I'll, like, have three different songs that I, that have sampled that song. Well, what makes that song sticky for you? Like, what makes you want to play that? It's unbelievably catchy. Like, it's just... It's got, like, a
1: foot tap kind of rhythm and, like, good head bobbing sort of mm-hmm. rhythm. And it's good for just, like, chilling around the house or, like, driving. And it's it's positive vibes, you know, real mm-hmm. positive message. And I like the, you know, like, you may not have all these fancy things, but, like, you know, you can still
0: be proud of what you do have. For sure. Sort of idea. I do hear that as a you could play that anytime type of song which is it's also
1: one of those where it's like I don't know like if it's early in the morning you know like if that's like how I start my day is with something that just like funky vibey you know pick you up make you move a little bit sort of music yeah
0: another reason why I thought it might have been more recent just the base on that is it's it's immaculate honestly Yeah, I think a lot of people don't pay attention to stuff like that mm-hmm. but I think having having a great bass line like that that drives the rhythm of a Literally. song that's just so important for cause without like if you took that bass line out that would be a very sparse barren well, instrumental and it would, it, it's interesting too cause
1: like the vocals aren't even like his voice is great but it's not that lively mm-hmm. you know like the ooze and the ahs without like that really strong beat, mm-hmm. it would almost be a little more lullaby esque. Yeah, know? yeah. It's it's it sort of amps up the whole yeah. energy of the lyrics, even more
0: of a groove to
1: it. Yeah, for with sure. With that
0: strong, strong beat. Um, I was waiting for the UK rapper to start rapping on it. That's funny. That'd be really funny. I
1: now I'm just curious what's uh. What's remixed this?
0: Or like... You mean... Sampled it. The Lupe song that I'm thinking about. I'm sure that there are other songs that have sampled that. It was on one of Lupe's early mixtapes, I think. But I don't... I wouldn't... I would need the pod to scroll through the songs. We got... Uh, Bass by
1: ASAP Rocky. Interesting. I like that song. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed Stand guess Tall, it. Ice Cube. Is this alphabetical? Mm, I believe so. No. Ludicrous Diamond in the Back. That's well, funny because that's one of the lyrics from the from the song literally. Um Oh, the
0: song names are in alphabetical order. That's what N W
1: A Gangsta Gangsta.
0: No. I I don't know what order it's in. You don't see any lupe? I don't see any lupe. Damn, I might have made that up. Okay. Well I'm gonna edit that out and say that I recognize it from an ASAP Rocky song <laughs> called Bass. And we're just going to rock with it. Can you imagine doing that? Just straight up lying on the pod.
1: It's also one of those where it's like, they're not reinventing the wheel
0: with it sort of songs, you know? Like, it's what works with we a lot of songs like that that were like big hits back in the day mm-hmm. i don't know why but i just find that so interesting because it's like what about songs like that make it hits back in the day because i know what makes a hit now You know, right it's catchy it's viral it's upbeat and even if it's not upbeat it's you know it sticks with you yeah And I can see that sticking with you, but I'm just so interested in what made people like that so much. Totally. Maybe that sort of funky, vibey stuff in the 70s was just popular like that. Well, and
1: like I said, it it just works, you know? Like, you have a strong vocalist, you have a solid beat, and you got those, like, little little riffs in there, Mm. and the lyrics are solid. You know, you're talking about some real shit, you're saying, you know... You may not have a catalog. Hell, you may not even have a car at all, but, you know, you can still walk with some pride. Yeah. You know? Real. You may not have a silver suit and shit like that. Which is so funny, because that's a dated reference, yeah. in you know, to be out here with a silver fucking suit. Yeah, that's how you know you, may I got my silver suit. And then you got the white interior in the car and all that, too, yeah. you know? Sunroof top. You look like you got something to talk about.
0: I sure do. So... I think a lot of what this show is about is about music. A lot of it's also about uh, politics and stuff like that. So I think where those sort of things intertwine is something that we've always chronicled in this show. I think one of the main examples of it is freedom of speech in music. Mm -hmm. How they're kind of trying to take that away now and use... Lyrics in court cases, and one of the best numbers doing episodes we did was where we talked about how Johnny Cash lyrics helped get young Youngboy out of jail. Yeah, and and then uh, the best numbers that we done on my episode was that first "Murder on My Mind" episode talking about kind of the opposite side of the spectrum of okay, this guy literally talked about killing his friends in a song right a in a pretty, that he's being pretty tried for. detailed yeah kind of way so too. should you throw that out just because it's a an yeah, artistic
1: know. interpretation so
0: yeah. young thug is someone who's been facing legal trouble in the thug past few him. years which is unfortunate it is unfortunate uh he's' It's even more unfortunate that it's a RICO case. It's not even a specific oh, no, dude. It's not even a I specific I remember on the episode thing. that we last talked about RICO charges, we were
1: literally like, it's basically the government made up something to charge gangsters with because they had very minimal evidence, if yeah. any. Yeah. They right. more so just had, so-and-so said this, yeah. so-and-so said that you're caught saying this. Yeah. Because they'll fucking wire people and that's the only way that they can get any information out of a setting like that. You know,
0: it's kind of shady, honestly. Super shady. So, in earlier, a couple weeks ago, oh fuck. (laughs) A couple weeks ago, this came out that The judge of the Young Thug YSL RICO trial has ruled that lyrics can be used as evidence against Young Thug and his co-defendants. Fuck. So That's bad. So one person replied, guess we're going to have to lock up Eminem for... Literally. Confessing to doing what OJ did. Right? I mean, that's kind of where the debate lies because literally there's some truth in lyrics i'm not saying that it's, it's just all fabricated like, but you you literally can't decide which lyrics are based on fact and which lyrics are fictional just qualitative right off of without a qualitative song, you know?
1: and it's like for me it's one of those where if you're going to hold somebody to a certain standard then isn't it only fair to try to try every fucking rapper that said anything about, yeah.
0: you know, Everything. I
1: gotta fucking look over my shoulder all the fucking time, yeah. I,
0: you know, fuck these cops, and shit like that? Like, yeah. Come on. One person replied, a reaction picture of Saul in court Are we gonna saying- get Snoop? Are we- Is somebody gonna take Snoop to court because of some fucking lyrics? Like... I mean, they definitely could. Mur- exactly. Murder was the case that they gave me is the most wild disregard for, <laughs> for the <adult> feds having <laughs> MP, MP3 players. Uh, literally. But, but Saul says, but your honor, I killed his man in front of his mama was just a metaphor. <laughs> so... So, following that up, because we didn't have a chance to talk about that a couple weeks ago when that came out. Yeah. Any other updates on that case since then? This very funny young thug investigation, interrogation clip came out, and I'm going to play that for you now. So, for context, he's explaining one of his lyrics. Awesome. The lyrics. Smoke dicks, meaning the blunt that were smoker big, the blunt that were smoker, not regular size blunts. That's the meaning of what people take in. it as. So he was he was basically <laughs> That's like the best lyric for him for him to have to pull man. up. So, uh, that's
1: one of those where it's like, do you think the person asking the lawyer asking him the questions at the stand? was like these lyrics specifically or just I'm sure. like i'm sure you have to or it's it could Wait. be one of those of like what do you mean you know like sh- give me an example of a metaphor in one of your songs or something
0: so for you guys that might not have heard that because the audio is kind of shitty, the the line that he's explaining is no homo we smoking dicks and he's a he's trying to explain to a court full of white people that he was talking about big, thick blunts that were rolled fat up. That blunt fat. So,
1: it's just and then him to for him to be like, and and people take it personally.
0: <laughs> Iconic. And for. Free man's, you know, I, fucking hell I have to imagine so that this white ass lawyer heard that and they're like <gasps> just, just has no idea anything he's talking about. And so he's like no, it's, you're smoking dicks, which means you're killing dicks, you're you're shooting people that you don't like and are calling dicks. Like this is is so unserious. This is an unserious that court of law. insane. It's an unserious court of law where it clips like this leak from. it. That is pitiful. It's also one of those where it's prosecution. Like,
1: you know, they you talk about a trial of your peers, you know. Like should should that be a courtroom packed out the Wazoo with other rappers? Yeah. You know, yeah, because that's basically his peers. Like, even some regular civilians aren't gonna understand what you know. People in that genre are really talking about because there's some shit that's just kind of antiquated and really specific to a I, certain environment and a certain certain lifestyle. I think
0: that would be a good like not character witness, but like an expert to get like right
1: some other rapper to say get like Ti in the room. You know, kind something. of
0: what we're really trying to talk about when we're saying because because if it's Young Thug explain his own lyrics the the court might be like well he's just making shit up well, to get off but if you get like a someone else to explain the lines for them right they might be a little more someone that about might it. not even have yeah a relationship with Thug I think that would make sense
1: to do that for, for me it's it I think we brought this up the last time we were talking about a case like this it's just one of those where it's like I'll use Kendrick as an example but a lot of rappers really are just talking about shit that they saw in the environment that Mm -hmm. they grew up in not first hand accounts but just saying you know this is what it's like out here Mm -hmm. and it's easier to say tell it like this is one of those things where it's like if you look at storytelling you can say this happened to so and so but that's, that has way less impact than saying it happened to me. Yeah. Right. Or I was doing this thing. And that's a lot of the times the perspective where. It's easier to tell that kind of perspective yeah. too. Instead of, especially in yeah. music. Like if, if you were to try to do yeah, a My third whole, my heart, me selling drugs. Like, yeah.
0: okay, okay. Right. Exactly. It just doesn't hit the same. What's as, your relationship with bro? Why do I give a fuck as a listener? What bro's doing. Yeah, exactly and and like just because somebody said it doesn't mean that they did it.
1: That's so and yeah. that's what I'm saying like a Rico charges some bullshit,
0: you know And like even with uh with the Drake push a tea beef, like a part of the whole drama was it was that they were saying that Pusha T was just rapping about the drugs that his brother sold and mm-hmm. the shit that him and his brother were doing, even though he was taking more of a hands off approach to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're around the shit, yeah, you would imagine that you would kind of be swept up. Well, you have you know, an idea like. of what it's like to be doing that. Yeah,
1: if you're, you know, living with someone that you're. Able to watch doing that. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the, there's plenty of rap songs where it's talking about selling drugs to your family members and shit like that. Just because they're talking about it doesn't mean that they've ever been that person. Yeah. It just means they've seen that shit happen out Mm -hmm. here. And like I said, it's just way more impactful to say that you're the one experience like,
0: living the story. One one person replied to that and said, imagine having to explain this in court and... And and any post a lyric card that says it's a young thug quote from Czech. If y'all have heard that song, y'all already know what I have to say. If the cops pull up, I'm going to put the crack in my crack. (laughs) I
1: mean, if they were asking what he meant by smoking dicks, they might pull that lyric out too. They'd be like, what, you sell crack?
0: Oh my god. Do you have
1: crack up your ass
0: right now? One person said, one person replied with an old, old, old young thug tweet where he says basically the same <laughs> thing, no homo, we smoking penises. For the fat fucking prosecution to be so lazy that they don't look that up, uh, that's just pitiful, man. Literally. Tell me why Thugger Daily on Twitter is doing more research than the fucking prosecutor in your case. Okay. Okay. And Thug's got a ton of crazy lines, so right? I just don't know how any of them will be admissible. It's just one of those two. It's like,
1: how do you determine if they really which ones did... Which, yeah, yeah. What they're saying, or which ones are actually allegorical I, or
0: metaphorical. I think the only time that it should be used... In that way, where you can kind of qualitatively, say, if there's okay, something I can that they, they were actually at the scene of the fucking yeah, crime if for, and can, that there's DNA if, or if fingerprints you, or yeah, some shit. If you can link it to some other shit, I think that's where it makes the most sense. Like Otherwise, the like the YMW Melly shit. Like if or another example is uh, Bobby Shmurda talking about. The, the people that he killed, like, specifically, and then he got arrested for that for, like, 10 years. My so, thing is, like... It's just different. It's different.
1: Where does it even stop, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of almost an impugment on free speech, because it's like, if anybody can just say anything and be tried for it later on, what's to stop them from just saying, you said something online that was suspicious and... You're in the radius for this crime, uh, you know. Highly it, suspicious. It it's literally like you could get so many people on like yeah. hate crime charges from just shit that they've said online. Because there are just so many people who say anything online because yeah. they're not saying it to another person's face. So, you know, I don't know. If you're gonna try Young Thug for saying some shit in his music, time to go online and get all the fucking
0: Nazis yeah, I guess it seems like that would be a more pressing yeah. use of their time. But whatever. No, and Here, that's yeah. It's wild. It's more
1: so just like I think it's almost like political theater. You know, mm-hmm. like if yeah. they're gonna they they like the idea of making examples of people in yeah. in
0: court a lot of the time, and so as a deterrent or whatever. Literally, it's proved not to work. Right, exactly. So here's the darker side of this because on a surface level it's funny as hell hearing young thug trying to explain these crazy ass lyrics in court while he definitely wrote some of the shit while he was doing drugs Mm. i think he said once i nut on that fish on my sofa (laughs) that's right no one knows what he means no one knows what he's talking about i don't know what the fuck he's talking about so i feel like that's the lyric you pull out and you're like if he said this, how can you listen to anything else that he said? Right. But the darker side to all of this is if the government is able to do this with rappers, a uh, genre that has been politically conscious to some degree yes. for since its inception. inception, literally then why stop? Why wouldn't they go after people like Kendrick Lamar, people like J. Cole, mm-hmm. people that are actually legitimately, occasionally speaking truth to power, mm-hmm. when they have this tool at their disposal? And I'm going to give you all an example in case you all forgot. You all see a bunch of memes about it, uh, and you forget the actual significance of it. At one point in time, 21 Savage said something about ICE, and then immigration threw the book at him, said, you're not really an American, we're going to detain oh you in, in a jail cell. That's right. And the internet was just focused on the fact that he was British, that his, he might not have even been as hard as he was talking about. Mm. But what people should have focused on was that immediately after he said some shit about ICE, he got fucking detained. Evil, organization. He got fucking detained for it. hmm So if if you give the government a reason to throw the book at you and a means to throw the book at you, mm-hmm. in what world do they not throw the book at you? Politics is a fucking theatrical game anyways, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. If if one Rapper or whatever is speaking against you or talking up your competition or whatever, or quote unquote indoctrinating people yeah, against you, of course, then they're gonna want to do the same fucking thing to you. And I think someone like Kendrick would be safe from that, but just because of like statute of limitation shit, mm. you know, all the shit that he saw in the streets was. 15 years ago, 20 years ago yeah. at this point. So, uh, you can't retroactively go back so far. In the same way, they wouldn't really be able to try Snoop Dogg at this point in time. Yeah, for I don't know. My thing right did.
1: now is like, uh, you saw that they they quote unquote got the guy that uh, shot Tupac, right? It's literally like, that's the only motherfucker that was even on the suspect list at one point in time. Forever ago, who's still alive? That's really it, and we all know it was the fucking government or the fucking cops. But they really want to throw—they want to throw you off and say, yeah, and say, you know, we got them. You know, so in a way, they can just sort of retroactively go back however far they want, and just say, you know, at one point in time, you may have been a suspect. Which is fucked. Cause that's just like that's somebody just living their life. Yeah. Even if they did or and, didn't do it, like if they're not doing shit like that now, do they
0: does it really matter? And come in.
1: Sorry. Huh? Oh cool. I did not bring the cash actually, so I'm I'm
0: leaving. Bye, I love you. Bye. Where are you going? The free store. Good luck. I'm
1: going to come on to eat lunch before I went
0: back. Have fun with the three other motherfuckers that are going to be in there. With.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will. Good luck. See you later.
0: See ya. But that's the perfect thing that shows how theatrical all this shit is. Because... Totally. How many years has it been since Tupac got killed? 30? Right, no, that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: 25? 30? Probably about, you know, 30. It's literally just one of those where it's like, it's something that people still sort of speculate about. and And it's even more suspicious because the common belief is, you know, if he didn't fake his death and go hide in Cuba or wherever the fuck, that the feds got him because he was on some real politically conscious shit yeah, yeah. and class conscious shit Uh and I was talking about this the other day where it's like if you have the audience and are saying the right thing and not you know just trying to keep it to one circle but actually willing to discuss it with people outside of that circle you're viewed as a real threat by the government you know You actually stand a chance of changing people's fucking minds on some shit. Because he wasn't just about, you know, being hard and, you know, even though some of his songs are hard as fuck. It's more so like he was willing to go out there, put himself out there, and not be talking as a rapper, but be talking as a, you know, strong, politically conscious black man in a time where that was the conversation that needed to be had, oh, yeah. especially on fucking California. That, that
0: really made it more dangerous because mm-hmm. he had the ears of the streets. He had the ears to, but he was also these... going on TV yeah, and doing interviews yeah. and talking about shit that he was singing about. He had The ears of a bunch of people that might not have even graduated high school and he's teaching them about, no, exactly. Crazy exactly. Shit. So yeah, I think, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because it's one of those things where I saw it and I was just kind of like it's kind of bullshit. It so, is bullshit. So I didn't even really care enough to totally bring it up on the show ever. But it's one
1: of those things where it totally applies to a case like this where it's just like they like to cover their tracks, you know? And make examples and
0: but if that like is that is throw the book
1: at you if they fucking can.
0: If, if that is the example The example is saying, if you want to kill somebody, you can get away with it for 30 years if the police are incompetent enough. Right. I mean, that's almost not even a punishment at that point. You're telling me that I can do the worst thing (laughs) in the book of law and just live the rest of my life a free man until I'm... Old as fuck, and then all get arrested and get in trouble. And at a certain point, the prime of your life is behind you. Totally. Like with the Bill Cosby shit. I mean, he was fucking. I think he's out of jail now. We were debating yeah. that at Thanksgiving, which is exactly the point that I wanted to leave because I was like, why the fuck would you bring up the Me Cosby. Too shit and Bill Cosby shit at fucking Thanksgiving? That's wild. You know what my Thanksgiving
1: conversation consisted of? What? What would you do in the zombie apocalypse?
0: (laughs) Your family's different. (laughs) Totally. So, I got a couple of quick things. We don't have to go for too much longer. But I wanted to play this. So, Matt Healy. Matty Healy. Do you know who that is? No. He's the lead singer, I think, of the 1975. Okay. Which is the goaded most white bitch band ever. I don't really care for their music but two is out. So here's here's a video that came out of him being on stage talking about Kanye West. Interesting.
1: You know what? I'm not being self-celebratory, but Kanye's one of my heroes. You
0: know what, you gotta fucking believe in yourself. That's an ultimate hero to have right now. I understand that but separate the antisemitism. Just think about the self-belief. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the truth is, no, shush.
0: Shush. Tell me, literally tell me, one band in the past four years that could do what they're gonna do in the next three months. You know what, I'm not being self So... <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> so...
0: So much to unpack. A lot to unpack in that 29 little 29 second clip. First thing to unpack, aside from the anti-Semitism, is an insane <laughs> statement to me. Facts. Aside from the anti-Semitism, to, Hitler it, it, it ran the been, economy It would have been better good.
1: if you didn't say anything about it at all. Yeah. You know, if you were just like, aside from
0: what he's been on recently. Second yeah, of all. Sounds way better. He's your hero because he believed in himself? Sure. That's such a strange... I mean, is who can you not say that about? You could say that Joe Biden believed in himself. (laughs) That's such a fucking stupid, made-up Disney character arc thing to say. You know what? Wreck-It Ralph was never the bad guy because he <laughs> believed, believed in, in himself. himself. I think that it's one of those where it's like, I think
1: Kanye's very vocal about his grind, his hustle, and like, proud of it. So in a lot of his music, you know, it like, yeah. five beats a day for three summers, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's he's proud of his hustle. Yeah. And like, sure, that's, you know, admirable, but... I don't know if that constitutes, like, maybe, my personal hero
0: is maybe, Kanye West because he had that that hustle and believed in himself. Maybe just because he's white, Kanye's the only rap artist he's ever legitimately possibly. sat down and listened to. Because I don't know if you've heard a lot of rap music, but a lot of it is, I used to have nothing. I had to grind to that's, get to where I am. I had to make a whole... I was putting no out mixtapes before you all were selling mixtapes. I was literally. selling mixtapes when they were literally mixtapes. Literally. Anyways. And another thing that this is really the reason why I brought this up. I'm going to play it for you, but with no sound on so we don't have to hear this bullshit. You see what's on the side of his screen? Why does it look like TikTok shit? Oh my god, that is TikTok shit. <laughs> So, what the fuck? So, his his fans are just so fucking brain dead that if he doesn't have Subway Surfer in on the one side of the jumbotron, they just cannot focus for two seconds. Or if they don't have fucking that's like oddly satisfying stuff. Yeah, on literally. the left side, if they don't have that, They just can't pay attention. Jesus Christ! World is cooked. That's yeah, that's
1: literally the, that's the only. Closing, I think that should be our closing. Point. World is cooked. World's cooked. We done. <laughs> that's tragic, dude. I actually I'm that's almost worse because like you'll see this a lot in like sci-fi shit, and they're sort of even talking about it right now. But like putting holographic ads or like drone advertising in the sky.
0: I don't that's,
1: like it. That's almost as like, dystopian as that. Genuinely. Yeah. Just what the fuck? At a whole ass stadium on the whole ass Megatron, they literally pulled up the fucking TikTok shit around his face. That's weird as hell. Super weird. Super Super fucking weird. weird.
0: You got a a final clip to play? If you want to. We can get get this last one it should be a long thing. So, uh... Is it some other dumb shit just like that? Kind of, yeah. Equally So, So, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard won a championship with the San Antonio Spurs in 2014. And after that, he got traded to the Raptors where he won a championship there. And now he's on the Clippers. And so... He he made the return to San Antonio a few days ago, and the crowd was booing. So that's just that's just context for this clip. And so the old ass San Antonio uh, coach says this. Excuse me for a second. Pops on the mic. Stop all the booing. Let these guys play. It's not old class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Mm-mm. I'm telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard. that's not San Antonio so so this is like the oldest coach in the NBA too yeah because he's he's been there since Tim Duncan was winning championships in like the 90s yeah so he's fucking old as shit and I just think. I think the culture of just You're not on my team anymore, so I don't like you anymore. Yeah, literally. I think that's fucked up. I think that's fake love. Totally. To love somebody when they're on your team and then I mean root against them is another thing. Yeah, but you can root against the the team that they're on. But, but booing, that person got you, yeah. you know,
1: a championship however many years ago. Show a little respect.
0: Yeah. Booing of It's not my fault MVP that they're on a different fucking team. They got yeah. traded. That's yeah. how that shit works. That's, that's, I think, the main point of it. Yeah. Because if there was... No, was, and I can get
1: where he's coming from, too. It's just kind of one of those where it's like almost professional courtesy. Like, I'm glad he said something because yeah. that is fucking kind of whack. Super whack. To just be like, you know what? Fuck you. You're not on our team anymore.
0: Yeah. Whatever you did in the past... Fuck that, too. Yeah. And I think that is the main point of that. Like, he got traded. He got traded. It's not his fault he's not on the fucking team anymore. And he's never been, like, a big drama guy either. Yeah. I think sometimes it is fine to boo a player that used to be on their team if if they just brought a bunch of fuck shit to your team and yeah. put you all in a worse position than you were already in. Prime example of that is uh, Kyrie Irving was <laughs> on the Celtics. He came there. He he was there for like a year. He said that he would 100% re-sign with them, and then he just upped and did. That's right, problem. yeah. So... And then he was stomping on their logo in shit in the stadium uh, I'd boo Kyrie or yeah that's, that's valid that's deservable. but for someone who's just never done anything bad for the San Antonio right? fan base it's like yeah no class Cool. yeah and, literally and totally a class act thing to do to be a coach and be like uh, hey stop that shit stop out stop it
1: yeah stop it I mean that's you know the position he's in too is to be able to in the middle of that shit be like you yeah. know what Fuck this. Go tell them what for. Any closing remarks? The world's cooked. We cooked. We (laughs) out new episode every Thursday. uh, At Highly Suspicious everywhere. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Any plans for next week? Special episodes? I can't believe we're over 100 episodes deep. Yeah, this shit. 101 episodes. As of this, yeah. Uh, special. <laughs> I mean, shit. It's just crazy. We got so much content. Y'all crazy. need to catch up. For sure.